Hey, it's Phil Pallant, and you're listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast with Jan Ilunga. This is episode number three, and today we talk about how to build a killer personal brand. Let's do this! Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what's up? Yanni Lunga here with the third episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm having a fantastic day and I hope you having a great day as well. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm super excited about this new episode because today we talk about a topic that is really something every entrepreneur and small business owner should think about and focus on, which is their brand. Today we talk about personal brand to be more specific and man i'm super excited about today's guest and it's someone who i connected with online recently and when i found out about what he does i was like i absolutely have to ask him to be here on the podcast and he said yes before we learn more about the guest let's take a second to thank today's sponsor what if I told you that I only spend about half an hour a day on social media and I still manage to promote my content, build a community and network? Earlier, I would spend hours planning my social media posts. Now I let Social Oomph take care of that for me. Social Oomph allows me to put my social media content promotion on autopilot so that I can focus on building relationships and interact with my followers. If you want to make your social media marketing more efficient, go to 360entrepreneur.net slash socialoomph where you can sign up for socialoomph for free or you can even try socialoomph pro for free for an entire week. That's at 360entrepreneur.net slash socialoomph. Okay, great. So today we are joined by Santa Monica-based branding and social media strategist Phil Pallen. Phil works with entrepreneurs, creative professionals, TV personalities, some of whom have appeared in popular TV shows like Shark Tank, The Doctors, Project Runaway. So people who have really worked on and also climbed the ladder through their personal brand. And I'm sure you're going to find this episode super, super useful because Phil has plenty of tips, not only for your personal brand, but also for website and social media. So there are plenty of golden nuggets in this episode. Like every episode, you find the links to everything Phil and I mention here at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 3. That's 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 3. Let's hear it. Here is how to build a killer personal brand with Phil Pollen. Have fun. Hey everyone, I'm here with a very special guest and I can tell you this, this episode not only is going to be filled with value, but it's also going to make you laugh. I can assure you that because I was talking with him before we started recording this interview and man, I was really laughing. And today we talk about how to build a killer brand and what a guest I have here today. He's a brand and social media strategy who's based in LA and he works with TV personalities, celebrities, creative people, entrepreneurs, and you know, some of his uh, clients have appeared in TV shows like Shark Tank, Project Runaway, and The Doctors. And he's here to tell us about 
everything he does is with great pleasure that I welcome on the show, Phil Pollan. Hey, Phil, how's it going? Hey, Jan, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Phil, I have to warn you, I'm super, super pumped about having you here. I, I was telling you, I, when I checked your blog, I was reading a little bit of your book, Shut Up and Tweet, and I really love your style. You're so straightforward. You go straight to the point, and I'm sure there's going to be so much value for the listeners. So let's let's dive right into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. You know, I gave a very short description of what you do, but can you tell the listeners a couple of more things? Obviously, they can learn more at philpellen.com, but still, can you give us more info? Sure. So my work as a brand strategist is focused on two things. I help people build their brand. So what does that look like? Everything from positioning your brand, you know, talking, you know, figuring out the answer to the question, what is a brand or what is my brand? Mm -hmm. Helping people position their brands. Once we have it positioned, then we, uh, th then we build the house. We build the platform that we're, that we're going to show for who we are. Websites, logos, social media profile design, all of these elements to make sure that we are conveying a cohesive brand that we can then sell. So the first aspect of what I do is building the brand. The second aspect is helping individuals promote their brand mm -hmm. using the you know leaner ways of getting the word out there, which I believe uh, is social media and online marketing is really the the best way for personal brands to get the word out there. And I should say I, I focus specifically on personal brands. I don't do a lot of corporate work. I don't work a lot with companies. My work is focused specific to individuals and personal branding. Awesome, Phil. It's it's great. You know, thank you for for telling us more about what you do. And I mentioned your website, philpallen.com. And obviously you're on Twitter, very active on Twitter at <laughs> Phil Pallen. And you know, we have connected recently and I have to tell you, you know, Every time I check your, your Twitter stream, I always love because you share valuable tips from your blog, but you also share some, some inspirational quotes, but also some funny quotes. So I always laugh so much. And you talked about, you focus on the personal brand. So on the individuals, on the entrepreneurs, creative uh, professionals, actors, whoever. And let's talk about a personal brand. So, you know, if there is someone who is listening to you and I, what do you think are the first steps to building a personal brand? What should we keep in mind? Yeah, that's a really good question, a really important question, because some people are overwhelmed with where to begin when mm -hmm. it comes to building your personal brand. So I think a great starting point is understanding exactly what your brand is and really no one can answer that question but you. Someone like me can help you figure out, mm -hmm. you know, some some options to consider. But really, it, it might it may come to you overnight. It may not. It, personal branding or, or or establishing your brand is made up of two things. It's made up of one something you're passionate about, something mm -hmm. you love. I often ask, and uh, you know, I often ask people, if you won the lottery tomorrow. And you could, you know, you didn't have to work another day in your life, but you wanted to. What is it you would do? What is it you love to do? Mm -hmm. And ideally, we figure out your what your passion is and, and turn it into 
um, a career. That's everyone's goal. You want to mm-hmm. love what you do. So it's it's taking inventory of what it is you love, what it is you're passionate about, and marrying that with something people need. Not just want. People spend money on needs, even if it's something they want. They convince themselves that it's something that they, they need, need. <laughs> and they're willing to pay for it. And that just makes it easier when it comes to selling your brand. Ideally, my clients don't have to spend any time or money promoting themselves because after a year or two, you know, you build such strong word of mouth referral that you've got little soldiers out there that are essentially promoting you mm-hmm. without you having to do anything. And 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 that is not going to happen unless you satisfy a need like any good business does. If you offer something that people need, then you don't have to worry about marketing yourself. It's it's built in. And that's really what we strive for with personal branding is establishing your brand. What is that? It's something you love with something they need. That's the formula for branding. And then, of course, the next steps are building out all of those elements, logos, websites, Photos are a big part of branding. The, the, that would be the next step is building at all of the, the elements. Awesome. So you really started, you gave us the core ingredients. So do you know something that, that you like and, and something people need. So you, you really told us you know, about the psychology behind needing and wanting something. And then you talked, now the last thing you mentioned is kind of, the features of, of the branding strategy or, or the marketing efforts. So you talked about the website, about the images, you talked about logos, about social media. And I know that both branding and social media are your bread and butter. And I remember reading uh, one of, a post of yours where you, where you kind of uh, expressed your frustration with Twitter presentations. So kind of, you know, uh, Twitter profiles that are up and running, but there, there aren't really thoughts behind the Twitter profile. So can you give the listeners a couple of tips on how to set up their social media presence the right way or the smart way, I should say? I would love to. That is such a good question. And I think that in even a short amount of time, I can give those who are listening some ideas right away on how to really up their game specifically on social media and we'll talk we'll talk about um twitter i think because a lot of these strategies are directly applicable on other social media platforms but everyone right now should pull up their twitter profiles if they have one if not listen closely so you can go make one (laughs) because um you know one thing that i'll touch on really briefly is that i think everyone needs to prioritize their social media platforms rather than being mediocre on 10 different social media platforms, I'd rather you be a rock star on three. Mm-hmm. And for every single personal brand, I don't care what your industry or what your experience or expertise is in, Twitter is the most important social media platform. It's the easiest way to access a targeted audience for free. Uh, and I talk more about that, as you know, in the book. Mm-hmm. But, but when we look specifically at your social media profiles, Social media in general is like a puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. There's all these little pieces that are scattered around, but if we can get everything in place and we can have all the elements, individual, you know, individual elements work together to create this cohesive whole, 
then you, there's a much better chance that you're going to sell it. So your your social media, you know, your your social media content, your tweets are one thing. They've got to be consistent. They've got to be great. But your profile is another thing that's mm-hmm. absolutely essential. Um, a few of these things. You want to make sure your photos look great. Even if you're not somebody who's in front of the camera or a speaker or a host or an actor or you know, the star of the show, maybe you're behind <laughs> the scenes, you still need awesome visuals because online we're now replicating the in-person experience as closely as possible. And that includes your face. That includes your presence. So we need to have an identity to convey that on the internet because the internet is the first place people are going to go to get some dirt on you. They want to go... <laughs> Find out what you're all about. And and so we want to give the first impression. We are in the industry of crafting first impressions. That is all we're doing on the internet. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, the internet gives us control over that, which is wonderful. And so we need to have awesome photos of you that will impress and leave a positive first impression. So your display picture should be beautiful, big. It shouldn't be pixelated. It shouldn't be a Twitter egg. You know? <laughs> Even if you're not spam, if that's your display picture, then people think you're spam. Um, you've got room for this big, beautiful cover photo up on the top of your profile that shows on every single uh, platform. So iPhone, iPad, desktop, you name it. We have these two photo opportunities. So you've got your display picture, you've got your cover photo. Now with Twitter, we can pin tweets. So if mm-hmm. you've got something you want to sell or you, you've got a recent press appearance, you've got something you want as many people to see as possible, pin that pin, or sorry, pin that tweet to the top of your your profile. For me, obviously, I, I tweeted about my book when I launched it in May and I pinned that tweet and I've had 113 retweets and 149 favorites Whoa. on that tweet. Yeah, and it's it drives traffic. It drives sales for my book because people see it and they go, ooh, I have to check that out. And Phil, sorry that I, that I interrupt you, but I want to ask you about the, the cover photo because sure. obviously we know that, let's say, almost all of you know those who use twitter the smart way know that at least they should get rid of the of the egg picture and put a picture of themselves but what what is your take on the cover image do you have any suggestions for the listeners because you know sometimes i look at people even high profile personalities who are not really taking advantage of the cover picture to you know convey their brand so do you have any any tip or recommendation on that it boggles my mind that people just let that space go to waste, you know, mm-hmm. or they don't put anything or they put a color that is valuable real estate. You know, that is, that is like prime opportunity to, um, to, to, to show a visual that's related to your brand to grab people's attention, just like a billboard would ideally grab people's attention, you know, as they're driving down the road. Um, that's, it's crazy to me how, how so many people don't take advantage of that. Um, and it's just a missed opportunity. Really, we're creating digital real estate, which is the opportunity to get your message in front of complete strangers that we can probably convert into fans, clients, mm-hmm. customers, readers, subscribers, all of these, you know, all of these types of individuals on the internet. So to to take full advantage of that. There's a good chance when people are redesigning their social media profiles, they're also working on their websites. So if you're scheduling a photo shoot, the first thing you want to say to your photographer is, 
hey, I need full-width images. I need lots of beautiful landscape photos. Mm -hmm. we, we have no use for portrait photos anymore. Um, you know, we want, we want really beautiful wide photos, left and right justified. We don't want you smack in the middle of every photo. We need room for text, for example, if your images are going to go on a slider. We want room for text. So these are the things to consider before you go and do a new photo shoot or get a new you know, photo set. Um, if you go in with all of these you know, ideas, requirements, specifications that I give you, then you're going to be much happier with the result. If you, you know, <laughs> get photos or, or do like a collage. Some clients haven't had the right photos that they've had to move forward with as part of their brand. So sometimes I'll do like, you know, three photos in a row, leave a little bit of white space in between each. Mm -hmm. And that looks cool as well. If, you, if there's three elements to your brand, then have three visuals for the brand that reinforce that. There's lots of ways to inject some creativity. And then the other thing I would mention too, I think you know where this is going. Your Twitter bio mm -hmm. is, 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 is another spot where people waste the real estate. Um, you've got, I think it's 160 characters on the bio, if I'm uh, correct. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so what, what I tell people to do is write their bio in two sentences. The first sentence tells me who you are and why I should care. Mm -hmm. The second sentence gives me some indication of your personality because online we don't have the luxury of having you face to face. So we have to overcompensate a little bit to reinforce your personality. So I'll, I'll use my bio as an example, as I often yeah, do. Yeah, I was about to ask you, Phil, yeah. to read yours, because especially the second part of your bio, yeah. it's a killer. I love it. Yeah, thank you. So, and it's all on purpose. I'll explain how mm -hmm. it works. But yeah, my bio is brand and social media strategist for TV personalities, public figures, and entrepreneurs. So the first sentence. Clear, that tells me. straight to the point. You tell us right. everything you're, you do and what you're about. Exactly. And why anyone should care. If that doesn't appeal to someone, then they won't follow me. And that's totally okay with me. But mm -hmm. I want, you know, people that follow me that are engaged with my brand. So brand and social media strategist for TV personalities, public figures, and entrepreneurs. Second sentence. If your baby is ugly, it's my job to tell you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, so I use that second sentence to reinforce my personality, to have a little bit of fun. I like, you know, I have a sense of humor. I'm honest. I'm a little bit sassy. You know, I, these are all <laughs> elements of my brand that I'm aware of. I'm self-aware, as everyone needs to be, because even if you've got a product, you're still what we need to sell. We need to sell you. Even if it's a product or an idea or a script, we still need to sell you. It's what you bring to the table, that, 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 that flair that's evident in your work, in your portfolio, in your products. So we need to have personality. It needs to be a makeup of content and personality. And so this is that one opportunity on Twitter where we can have, it doesn't always have to be funny either. If you're not mm -hmm. funny, don't try to be funny. Um, if you're, you know, heartwarming or you're inspirational, fantastic. Use that. Something along those lines. Your tagline, your your mantra, your, you know, that sentence that really sums up your approach to life. Give it to us because that's otherwise we're not going to get it. We had, the internet makes things harder in terms of communicating that true, transparent 
face-to-face impression that we have the luxury of having in real life. So on the internet, we overcompensate. So that's the guidelines I give for people to write their Twitter bios. Hopefully everyone who's listening is starting to think about what their bio is going to be. <laughs> Look, you're, you even, you know, really made me think about my whole Twitter profile. So I think after this call, I'm, I really have some work to do. And I want to ask you something else about Twitter, because I, I it's something that uh, as I was reading your book, you know, I really highlighted and I'm, I was like, yeah, I really have to ask Phil more about that because you really talked about thinking about your brand and the content you share on on Twitter or social media anyways, more in general, as not as two separate entities, but as kind of a unique thing. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, in terms of the content you think, sharing on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's good to vary up the kinds of content that you share. So I, you know, in, in the book, I talk about tweet types. Mm-hmm. So I, I share very specifically, I provide you a structure on what it is exactly that you need to tweet. Uh, but it doesn't, it, it can be on brand and it can be off brand as well. So it can be, it can be something related to, Whatever your brand is, um, showing us that you're an expert in this space, showing us that you know what's going on in the industry, that reinforces our understanding of you as an expert in this space. But then if you're just tweeting about stuff that's on brand or work-related, then that's not exciting. Mm-hmm. You're a human being. We're trying to, again, reinforce that transparency that you know, sometimes we work, sometimes we play. If you have a sense of humor, <laughs> don't be afraid to tweet some stuff that's funny. The other night, this is a good example, Jan, I was literally craving chocolate. I'm trying to like <laughs> wean myself off of chocolate and I love it more than anything. And so I found a pin on Pinterest that I thought was like so true for the moment. If you go down on my profile, February 10th, a few days ago, chocolate comes from cocoa, which is a tree that makes it a, a plant chocolate is salad. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) So I tweeted this little saying out and it got 20 retweets and 27 favorites. Um, So that's proof. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to, you know, uh, what's, what's on brand and what's not. That has nothing to do with my brand as a brand strategist has nothing to do, but people appreciate that I'm candid, that I, you know, my clients are able to reveal, uh, you know, stuff that's, life related and not just about their brand and and people respond really well to that kind of transparency on social media in fact it's what social media Ooh, is Phil, all about. i'm really having a great time talking to you and before we continue this awesome conversation let's take a second to thank today's sponsor being from switzerland i know quite a lot about swiss army knives and time i mean after all switzerland is the country of watches right when it comes to social media social oomph is my swiss army knife with Social Oomph, I can put my social media marketing on autopilot and I can focus on networking and building valuable connections. Schedule tweets, track keywords, manage Facebook and LinkedIn profiles, groups, pages. Social Oomph does it all. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash social to get Social Oomph for free or even snatch the free 7-day trial for Social Oomph Pro at 360entrepreneur.net slash social it was, you know, Phil, I think the, this, the pin you just talked about, it's, a, I think it's a great example on how to diversify our content, but still, 
you know, remain really true to our own self. So, you know, you share that because that's who you are. You didn't try to, you know, to be anyone else. And I think also the fact that he got a lot of retweets and favorites that, you know, speaks volume of your of your Twitter strategy. And I have to ask you, uh, we will come back to Twitter in a second, but I have to ask you because early on you talked about, you know, the fact that it's better to be a rock star at three social media rather than be mediocre on, on 10. So if you were to, to choose three social media, obviously I think I know your answers because I've been really studying you, but what mm-hmm. were your, your recommendations? Yeah, people people always want to know that because they know that I tell them, you know, you've got to be a rock star on three social media, um, three social media platforms, and then they want to know, well, Phil, what are yours? Um, mm-hmm. You know, mine ne- shouldn't necessarily be yours. The, the top three are going to be dependent on what your brand is for me as a mm-hmm. brand strategist. People often look to me for whether they hire me or not. They want to know my opinion on what works when it comes to branding elements like business cards, websites, logos. Um, and so one of my, so I would say my top social media platform is obviously Twitter. I think everyone mm-hmm. could probably guess that and you would be correct. <laughs> my second, I would consider uh, Pinterest actually to be my second social media platform. I'm really working hard on building that and, and learning by doing how to grow it, you know, strategies, because mm-hmm. maybe I'll write a book on that. Shut up and pin. How about that? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, so so I'm working on that. And and um, uh, but but again, regardless of what you do with the social media platforms, um, they, they, everything has to have a purpose. Right. Everything has mm-hmm. to have a purpose. So you're not just on the social media platform to just exist. You need to do something with it. What purpose does Pinterest serve for me? I update Pinterest with examples of great branding that my followers and users find useful. Whether they're clients Mm -hmm. or not, um, they can go to my Pinterest and have a resource for great examples of branding. And so, um, so... It does two things. It helps me figure out, you know, what I why I should update it. Why should mm-hmm. I update my Pinterest? It gives me motivation. Um, it gives me motivation to to update it, and it also gives my audience something to look forward to, and it gives my audience structure of of what they're going to get rather than trying to do mm-hmm. everything. I wouldn't pin my favorite travel destinations because no one cares. Yep. You know? uh, instead, I, I pin stuff that's related to my brand. Um, and so that give, give your social media platform structure. So Twitter is my, my number one. Pinterest is my number two. What's my number three? That's a good question. I would say probably Instagram, um, yeah. but I'm still learning it. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I update Instagram. It, it fascinates me, but I want to get better at Instagram. Um, I'm not an expert at every single social media platform. I mean, certainly Twitter, I have you know on lockdown, but you know, but Instagram, <laughs> I'm still learning to figure out what it is, how people grow a massive audience there based on the content and the strategy. So I would say Instagram is my third because I'm really trying to figure out how to grow that. Mm-hmm. And guys, you will find the links to Phil's profiles, Twitter page, Pinterest, Instagram, and obviously the website and the sh- uh, in the show notes so that you can really look at those as examples. And, you know, you can really 
compare to yours and, and really put in practice what Phil has just discussed with us today. And Phil, we've talked about social media. Obviously, you first of all, thank you for, for sharing the tips and you know your, your favorite ones. And obviously, for much more in-depth information, especially when it comes to Twitter, I definitely have to give a shout out to your book, Shut Up and Tweet, because I haven't managed to finish it yet. But guys, I can assure you that you know, I read the first couple of chapters and already for me, you know, I really started to take notes. I really started to look at my profile and think about my profile in a very different way. So if you're looking for some help in how to improve your Twitter profile, your Twitter presence, you know, there's plenty of, of guides out there, but Shut Up and Tweet by Phil Palin is definitely the number one I recommend. And now, Phil, I want to ask you a little bit about websites because we know that obviously the website is kind of the online headquarters. So it's, you know, also when it comes to online marketing, we always talk about the website and how sure we can rely on social media, but we actually can't rely too much on social media. So what do you have any uh, branding tips when it comes to the website. So how can we leverage a website so that it elevates our brand? Yeah, let me give you a few tips on how to rock your website because I believe you're working on this right now as well, aren't you, to launch your site? Um, yeah, and exactly. I'm sure everyone out there listening either has a website or is wanting to have one or wanting to you know, renovate the one that they've got. Basically, here are a few tips for personal brands. Keep it to as few pages as possible. The fewer pages, the more control you retain over what your audience sees. Okay, mm -hmm. so if you have a website with 30 different pages, me, the user, is going to choose what five or six I'm going to look at if you're lucky, if I make it to that many. And that's being nice. Realistically, people are going to make it to one or two. And so mm -hmm. if you have a fewer number of pages for us to digest, there's a much better chance that I'm going to see everything. And so you can mm -hmm. organize content below those pages, but keep it focused. So most of my clients will do a homepage about projects or services or you know something to show for your work or your brand. It could be videos, media. Then we have a blog which is your opportunity to establish an editorial voice, you know, build your mm -hmm. brand as an expert, share content that will get found online. Not everyone's going to be racing to your website, you know, <laughs> but they might find something you've written really useful. Um, I know, Jan, you probably found me on either my blog or my my Twitter, and most likely my Twitter, right? And so, yeah, so, exactly, Twitter, Twitter. So this is a perfect example of how we can use these tools to form new connections. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in ways that we can't anticipate, that's what makes it exciting. And so, you know, home about projects, blog, media, whatever you want to call it, one or two pages in, in that realm, depending on what your brand is, then a blog, then a contact page. That is a really good way. That's a good, you know, that's a good kind of um, guide to follow for creating your websites. And then in terms of platforms, I'm a huge fan my clients are busy, busy people that are usually not tech savvy. <laughs> and so I like to keep 
things really simple for them so that they get to spend the minutes of their day doing what they do that they love and what makes them money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love Squarespace as a, mm-hmm. as a platform to build a website. Um, it's always better if you work with someone like me who's a specialist to help mm-hmm. design the brand and make you know the right decisions on layouts, uh, visuals, aesthetics, branding, fonts, type, you know, all those types of things. But it is an amazing platform to build your site. And uh, I know for me, as someone who does, you know, I've got five or six websites personally on the go at any given time for clients. Um, I, I just know that, you know, doing a Squarespace site, I can do it in half the time that it took me to do a WordPress website before. So mm-hmm. what I like most is that the client can retain control over the website. You can update stuff. You can make changes without having to consult or rely on someone else who's more tech-savvy than you. That, to me, is what makes Squarespace so awesome. Um, but, you know, lots of clients like WordPress, if you're already used to that platform, fantastic, rock it. I don't care what platform it is, just come up with a structure that will promote you updating it. You know, that's the most mm-hmm. thing is keeping it fresh. Phil, you're really rocking this episode. And you know, I really I really liked what you talked about the you know the the fewer pages you have, the more control you actually have in, in terms of, of navigation and user experience because you know that you know people are gonna go, you know, only where they can go. So if you have like Phil said, if you have twelve different pages or in the in the navigation menu, twelve different options, you know that people are gonna go maybe to two or three at most, whereas if you have only maybe three or four, you know, it, you have more chances that people are actually going to check really what matters. And Phil, I have to ask you about the about page, mm. because, you know, there are so many different different views and obviously everyone is different. So like you also told us earlier, for example, when it comes to choosing the platform, you know, everyone is different. Everyone has different goals. But what are your your thoughts on on an about page like in terms of again uh, boosting your your branding do you have any tip obviously i i know that the picture again plays a, a key role but what in terms of the structure of, or the features do you have any recommendation for the listeners yeah keep your about page really simple the shorter your bio is the more likely people are going to read it um, mm-hmm. on my website is actually probably not even a good example because mine is so short. I'm like really <laughs> showing, you know, that people don't care about your bio. No one cares. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you have a longer bio that you need to have on there, then put, you know, put a hyperlink, read more, mm-hmm. allow people the opportunity to read more. But my bio is two short paragraphs because people use it. They go there someone like you, right, is is going to do an mm-hmm. interview with me. My bio gives you exactly what you need to know about me to be able to introduce me or to be able to understand what it is I do. I think that's really cool. And so mm-hmm. keep your bio short. Keep it focused. Um, don't worry about just listing uh, uh, your credentials. It's more about what's your personality. What do you bring to the table that makes you unique, right? Um, mm-hmm. What's your perspective? You know, your opinion is your personality, uh, when we're building a brand. And so so those are the types of things that you should include for sure. Awesome. Phil, again, thank you so much for all the value you are providing to this episode. And the final question, 
you know, it's the money. I'm sure some of the listeners are wondering because in the beginning you talked about, you know, that one can also monetize with the, with the brand. So do you have any monetization tips for us? Yeah, that's a really, uh, that was, that, that's a really tricky thing that's going to uh -huh. depend case by case. But everyone wants to monetize their brands, right? There's no immediate formula um, there's no immediate formula for us to just implement to make that happen because if that existed, then it would be too easy and everyone would be doing it. Mm -hmm. There's only so much money to go around. There's only <laughs> there's only so much um, framework that that exists because it is a bit mysterious. How do we make money on the internet? And it's constantly changing. This model is constantly changing. So what mm -hmm. I would say to get people started thinking about this is how. Do you bring value to the table? It's just like we're kind of bookmarking our conversation, bookending, I should <laughs> say, right? I started talking about how important it is for you to offer value, and that's what I'm finishing on, which is how do you satisfy a need just like any good business does? How do you find your position in the market, in the space, that will have people spending money and and, mm -hmm. and feeling like they're getting value from it. That's a really exciting concept because if you can do something you love to do and make money doing it, isn't that the dream? Regardless of where the, <laughs> where you are in the world, what it is you do, how old you are, these things don't matter. If you can do something you love to do by bringing value to the table, people will spend money. And if people spend money, we figured out how to monetize your brand so that it's something you can do full time. So like I said, no, no real set formula for this. I'm not a huge believer in the, the traditional ways of doing this. So, you know, uh, pay, you know, uh, ma making money by putting, you know, uh, banner ads on your website. Like mm -hmm. that's so old school, unless you have an exist, a huge existing base, your know, traffic base audience, that's not you're not going to make any money from that. You may make a little bit here and there, but not enough to to make it really worth your while. So think creatively <laughs> about cross promotion. How can you partner with someone else who's maybe influential or maybe has access to an audience where you can put yourself in front of that that audience? I work a lot with TV hosts and I say to them there's a lot of blogs out there, websites with huge audiences that are desperate for video content. Pitch mm -hmm. to them. Maybe they don't pay you right away, but start to build that relationship. What value do you bring to them where it becomes a win-win? When it's a win-win, people will spend money. You will make money, and they will feel like they're getting value for what it is you do. That is essentially the, the formula. That's, that's the foundation that we need to build specifics upon to help you turn this from, from a, a hobby into a business. Phil, you have given us so much food for thoughts and guys for even more tips for more, you know, interaction with Phil, make sure to connect with him on Twitter at Phil Palin. Make sure to go to philpalin.com right now, subscribe to the newsletter so that you get even more branding tips from Phil right in your inbox. And if you want to even learn more about how to become a Twitter rock star, implement what, we, uh, what Phil has told us today and go even deeper on that, I'll definitely recommend Shut Up and Tweet by Phil Paul. And Phil, thank you so much for being here on the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast and really telling us more about how we can build 
a killer personal brand. Thank you. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. We are back. Phil, if you're listening, thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you for your great book, Shut Up and Tweet. So many golden nuggets there. And thank you for the valuable tips you shared here with us today. I really appreciate everything you do. And again, thank you for taking the time for being here with us. And guys, we talked about many things with Phil. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you find the links to everything we have talked about at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode three, including the link to his book, And if you want to start out with Twitter, or even if you're already on Twitter, I recommend reading his book because it can really help you stand out on Twitter and take off on social media. And speaking of social media, that's what we're going to talk about more in depth on next episode, episode number four. And I can tell you this, next episode is going to feature none other than Kim Garst. Yeah, you heard right. Kim Garst is going to be here on the podcast tomorrow. Yanni Lunga here. Thanks again for listening to the podcast and I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.